And what's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome back to another episode of New Normal Wrestling. And that's right, it's your boys, your good brothers here from the New Normal Wrestling fam. Let's give it up first for our co-host, the Doctor of Desire himself, the original Heartbreak Kid. It's the one and the only good brother, Phil. What's up, Phil? Oh, Bones! What's up, big guy? I, I always like it when the show starts or someone's moaning my name. <laughs> Phil, good to have you, bro. We got a lot of shit to talk about in wrestling, but we can't do it alone. We got to do it with our other good brother, the lavish one, podcast royalty. Tip the motherfucking crown to the one and the only good brother, Wade Ilson. Mr. Lavish, welcome. Ah, feels good to be back. I got to tip the crown just a little bit to the right. No, it has been a very interesting week of wrestling, and I can't wait to talk about it with the good brothers. That's right. Let's do it. But let me introduce myself. As you know, it's me. It's me. It's JCB, Johnny Bones, back again. And guys, let's get into some wrestling. We're going to jump around a lot. Going to try and hit uh, everything in the week that was in pro wrestling. First, let's let's kind of uh, let's Tarantino this and work our way backwards, huh? So we're recording this on Wednesday, and we just got done watching Dynamite. Let's talk about the big return of the one and the only John Moxley. What did you guys think about his return? It is the best thing to see to have him just come back and be himself again and be back on his game. And um, guys, one of the things I appreciate about that whole promo that, that Moxley cut was the honesty and the frankness with which it what that came with it mm-hmm. and um it's um it's refreshing to in that kind of a situation break the wall break the fourth wall be honest be yourself and um you know just let everybody know that hey we're gonna be okay you know he really commanded everyone's attention to like the first thing he said on the mic was you know, uh, j- just yesterday, or you know, just a few hours ago, however, however he started it. But if you listen, you could hear a pin drop. Like the mm-hmm. crowd was the crowd popped like crazy for him. But as soon as he started to speak into the mic, he commanded everyone's attention. Absolutely. And I thought, I think that that that's that says a lot about the character, about the wrestler of John Moxley. But I agree, man. All the words that he said uh, was very real. It, hel- it helps you get emotionally invested uh, behind. Mm-hmm. John Moxley, brother yeah. Wade, what'd you think of his uh, of his return of his promo and also his first feud with all ego, Ethan Page? Um, I'm gonna say this now about Moxley. He knows how to command a microphone. Uh, again, a very solid promo from him. Like you said, you felt they just told him to go out there and have fun, go out there and say what he wanted to, go in there and let the people know you're back. And he started off with telling a fan who was being an asshole to go fuck himself, himself on right. TBS. Yep. Right. So, bye. <laughs> and got that idiot ass fan kicked out. Yep. Cause that was, that wasn't John Moxley talking to us in the beginning. That was Jonathan good talking to yeah. us. Exactly. And nice. he let us know that he has been, he's human. He's yeah. subject to error. He has mistakes. He has demons to fight. And the one line that stuck out to me the most wasn't that he was going to k- 
kick somebody's ass or to wear your scars, mm-hmm. wear them as badges of honor. And that's mm-hmm. something that just resonated with me. And I was like, yo, yeah, dope. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. And um, it's also an interesting feud he went right into with Ethan Page. I would have loved to see them go into the feud with with uh, <laughs> with with Eddie just to help him out with mm-hmm. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. see them beat the crap out of somebody together. Right. Yep. But it's a nice little starter feud for him. Uh, so, wait, I do think, you know, putting Ethan Page in, in this feud right now with Moxley's one, it's good for Page. And two, it's going to be. Uh, a no-brainer for Moxley just to freaking plow right through him. But where is this going to lead for Moxley? Is Moxley going to try and get back into that title picture sooner than we think? I think it's a slow burn. Moxley's going to feud with the right people in order to make us forget about him in the title picture because him going right back into it would be like kind of forcing it, you're kind of rushing it. Take your time with it. Have him feud with some of the new guys that have shown up. Have him feud with the Daniel Garcias. Have him feud with <clears throat> Dan- Brian Danielson. That's exactly um, what I was thinking. I think it is going to lead eventually to Mox versus Dragon. Yep, that's exactly where I. That's exactly where I was thinking it was going to go with. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that, that that would be a kick-ass feud, and I, and I I could see that happen as well. Uh, so let's move on from Moxley returning. Let's talk about some other stuff that happened tonight on Dynamite. Let's talk about that uh, Cody Rhodes promo, shall we? I'm going to um, grab a pillow. Give me a minute. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so his delivery was strong. He had mm-hmm. emotion behind it. But what the fuck was that promo about? It honestly felt like it honestly felt like he was on some ambient rant yeah. <laughs> at some point. Phil, no, be nice. No, fuck that. Don't be nice. No. What you said in the chat today, today while we were watching that promo. Say uh, yeah. what you said. Because it's true. It's hundred percent true. I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh to quote the new normal wrestling group chat, uh time stamp. Hold on, gentlemen. Uh do to do to do timestamp 8:54 p.m. Don't know if I want Cody to keep talking or shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, quote John Carrega at 8:55 p.m. I was just thinking the same thing. Wait, who? who, who <laughs> no, no one knows who John Carrega is. You can't. You can't who shoot him, brother. Oh, no, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. It's a real shoot. It's a work shoot. No, you got to keep a kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. Mm. But so I, I just didn't understand where it was going because the way he started off the promo and even right before he started talking about CM Punk, he's like, I was told to hold on to this promo, but I just can't wait anymore. And all he did was put over Punk and then went on to th- throw shots at NXT developmental. They made fun of the, uh, the name change that happened on NXT, which we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. Mm-hmm. Talked about how he was the guy that held down the fort pretty much when CM Punk was out and how the Forbidden Door is was built because of him. He was just pretty much sucking his own dick. Yep. Um, and then it all led to him challenging Sammy Guevara to have a unified TNT championship ladder match, which is fine, which inevitably that was going to happen. Eventually, Sammy and Cody were going to face off each other and, and there was going to be one champion because you can't have two two champions in the same title, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I didn't understand what the promo was, like what the end result was for that promo. The end result from what we saw was they booked the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was really it. It was <sighs> Cody was basically cutting a promo in my eyes where it was, well, CM Punk is great, but look what I did. Mm-hmm. CM Punk was did this, but look what I did. I did this. I did that. My name is Cody Rhodes. Forbidden door. I am the forbidden door. I'm the one that built it. Me, 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 me. Cody said he's not turning heel because we cheer him on. You're already healed because you're you're trying to get your accomplishments off, and we already know them. Right. He he was a pontificator. Mm, exactly. Justifying his existence. I, right. I don't care. I don't care, Cody. I don't. I don't care. But that's. But part of me also was thinking, is that half of the gimmick? Is that he wants you to get so angry that when he does stuff like that, you are so generally and enra- genuinely enraged by by his actions and his holier than thou attitude? It, it's right. the complete. You know, I mean, it's the I'm so good that you don't appreciate me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Well, real quick, what do you guys think about um, Cody potentially being a free agent right now and working without a contract at AEW? Do you think that means anything or do you think he's just going to end up signing again with AEW? I mean, I shouldn't say do we think. I think we know, speak for all of us, he's going to sign again with AEW. He's mm-hmm. not going to show up in the fucking yeah. Rumble this month. I mean... Cody would want Cody even hinted at it in the promo. <laughs> they said Tony Khan sent a contract, not the one I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, hey, I'm still a free agent, guys. Hint, hint, cough, cough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cody is going to play this long ball game of the will he won't he with us for a while until he eventually does something that allows him to. I think, you know what? It's going to be a stipulation in his contract. I get to be world champion at some point. Screw the whole storyline. Right. But why bring in... But I've, I've always felt like Tony Khan has played it that he doesn't want to do the authority angle kind of thing. And I feel like that would be... Now, I don't know why we're talking about Cody Rhodes anymore. I'm over. Well, I'm over. well hold on. Don't, no, give, no, don't nobody give a fuck about Tony. Don't Cody nobody Rhodes. give a fuck about Tony Khan. Don't nobody give a fuck about Cody Rhodes. <laughs> well, hold on, guys. I'm actually thinking about this. So if, if he's going to be facing off against uh, Sammy Guevara in the unification match that's mm-hmm. happening on the Dynamite for uh, Beach Bash, is that the Wednesday before Royal Rumble? Yes, it is. So he's going to lose the match, mm-hmm. still not have a contract signed, Mm-hmm. Listen, walk into the Royal Rumble without chance. a belt. He can go into the Rumble without a belt because the reports say the TNT champion will not be in the Royal Rumble. Not Cody Rhodes will not be in the Royal Rumble. You splitter mm. of hairs, you, Mr. Bones. Though you <laughs> lack all of them on the top of your head. That's a fine tooth comb <laughs> you can sir. Yep. Now, That's a fine tooth comb you're using. It very well could be just a one-off. He could just show up in the Rumble and then sign with AEW the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do I think it'll happen? I, I I want to say yeah, it could happen. 
I could definitely doesn't see mean that. it will. Right. I could see that being something that Cody would want to do as well. But anyway, enough talk about Cody. Who gives a fuck about Cody? Let's uh, <laughs> let's just go 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 around the horn here. Let's let's talk about some other shit in wrestling. Let's go to WWE real quick. So we just reported about a week or so ago on uh, some more releases that came out of the out of the company, and also there was reports this past week that if any wrestlers want to request their release, they're going to be more <laughs> they're going to be more obliged to to honor uh, their request. And within 48 hours of that report coming out, Ali, Mustafa Ali, officially requested his release from WWE. Um, I think that was a long time coming. Someone who was uh, very underutilized and mismanaged after they brought him up to the main roster. Unfortunately, after his uh, his injury that took him out of WrestleMania, I should say Elimination Chamber. Um, but hey, thank you, Ali, for getting hurt because then we would, have, we would have never had Kofi Mania if it wasn't for that. Yep. Um, yep. Any thoughts, guys, on Ali and his release? Um, I think it's just sad to see him go because he is ring talent wise. He really does fit the bill, and he could be a he could be a top guy. And the fact that they were going to give him a push of that level, you know, kind of kind of speaks to it. Um, and Again, I know we've said it and harped on it countless times. He will land in a good spot that is prime for him. That that there's there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. Just because it didn't work in WWE doesn't mean it's not going to work. Period. Right. Exactly. So Ali is one of those great talents that was so undermined and underutilized that we're just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fine. He wants to leave. Let him go. And I'm not going to do the typical spiel about he should go to AEW. Well, he'll get more appreciated. Mm-hmm. Ali falls into that rare category of yep. he can go wherever he needs to and do whatever he needs to and fully be supported by it. Because yeah. in and out of wrestling, he's just an overall good dude. Yep. Right. Yeah. He wants to be in a Blade movie. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. I'll cool. see it. Yep. The and the fact can actually talk so and and he's a good actor so why not yeah right. uh, i think something that that speaks to wwe just creative and you know production wise you know being stale you know kofi you know the again the dirt sheets to so the grain of salt but the idea that came out that kofi pitched the idea of ali getting a match with him at wrestlemania as retaliation or you know retribution pardon the pun um uh for what happened and the growth of kofi mania and the fact that it got squashed it, it was to me it's a great idea and the fact that it got kiboshed little glimmers of it yeah right the they, fact they, that they, it they, they did kind of lean towards a little bit but never there was no um no, no, no climax to that you know with the whole ali and kofi thing mm-hmm um, but yeah, Ali's gonna land on his feet wherever he ends up. It doesn't matter to me where he goes, but he'll definitely land on his feet. Uh, let's go talk about some Royal Rumble, mainly the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, as we talked about last week, the announcement of Mickey James, our current knockouts women's champion, <clears throat> has been entered into the Royal Rumble. And also, this past Friday on SmackDown, we got to see uh, returning Hall of Famer Lita. For the uh, coming back to SmackDown for the first time in I forget how many years they said it for a long time, like um, a decade. Was, uh, was it a decade? I think, I think it, was, it was like a decade. Yeah. So 
Uh, Brother Way, let's go to you. Uh, what did you think of her promo and also her interaction with Charlotte Flair? Um, it was a good promo. I really enjoyed it. She got she she didn't fumble her line. She mm. stuck to the point. She basically said, "Listen, I'm not here to be a one trick pony. I'm here to change the game again." And you seem to be in the way. And I even love how she called her called her big head. That was funny. I'm mm. sorry. <clears throat> That was a good part of the promo. Mm. It, 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 the, uh, the way Charlotte had her hair, her head did look kind of big. Yeah, oh, I was like, "Damn, kind of nailed her." But you know what? I feel this is the beginning of a, of the final leader run. So we might see Lita around for a little while after mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. Th- there has been reports that Lita did say she she feels like she has one one final run left left in her. Uh, Phil, what do you think? A, a Lita return could do for the women's division? Um, I, for some reason, I'm being a cynic on this one. I don't know if it's going to be very much. Um, what I would like it to turn into is, I get, and the cynic in me also thought the same thing, though, about Bobby Lashley when he came back in the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, or, or the, you know, and and see what it's turned into now. So, if it turns into that, awesome. But I don't know. It just it's the the again for me, the my perception is the global idea of WWE that they're going not just going back to um uh, older talent, but going so far back to try to to try to bring things back now. And it just it it just doesn't feel right to me. They're not developing you know they're 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 kind of putting a glass ceiling on the younger talent at the expense of trying to reinvigorate um, nostalgia. Mm, you don't think? And so I'm okay that. with that for a momentary thing, but not as a. Yeah. It doesn't. It can't always be a long term, a long term resurrection of, of of somebody's career arc. Right. Uh, but you don't think they would utilize Lita to help put over the younger talent and help get the younger talent over? I think, yeah, I think no. they could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has. There's somebody who wants to have a match with her and has been mentioning it for years. Give her what she wants. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to have Lita feud for a title. You can have her show up at WrestleMania and wrestle anybody. Give me Lita versus Bailey. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Real quick, is Bailey returning at Rumble? Do we know? Has that been confirmed yet? Not confirmed, but I believe yes. Okay. Absolutely. Go, but they're go saying she's going to be cleared in February. Okay. So that's like six in one hand, dozen the other. At that point, it's like if you want to come on January 29th or February, you know, time right there. Hey, what are, you doing there. Next, what are you doing next Saturday? You free? Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be in the Royal Rumble, too, it's like. It's it's easier from, from again not from experience but from what I've what we've heard and what we've learned for someone who's come back from injury it's easier to get them back in in a multi person match the Royal Rumble is the perfect oh, place yeah. for that yes you could pick a good spot light work now uh, after we heard that Lita was going to be in the Rumble we also heard that there were reports that AEW was interested in bringing Lita in and potentially bringing her in for a, a program with Britt Baker uh, mm. brother Wade what are your thoughts on that. Okay. Um, I don't want to pull old hat here, but 
I'd much rather see Britt Baker feud with other women in the AEW women's division. Uh, the That women's division doesn't need a veteran to come in again. They need to focus more on the talent they already have. And it's kind of calling the, the uh, double-edged sword with WWE. It's just, mm-hmm. no. Maybe she wants to do a one-off in a Battle Royal appearance. That's great. But <laughs> it's funny, Battle Royal, Royal Rumble. Um, right. Cena Royale. Um it's fine, I guess. But later, let Lita have her run if she decides to stick it out a little longer. Go for it. Right. Uh, I, I think if she still feels like she has more in the tank, even after her final run with WWE, I think she can go to A somewhere like AEW or something again, but to help the younger talent. Uh, let's move on. And let's stay on the topic of women's wrestling. Let's talk about another woman who's probably going to be in the, the woman of the decade. The women's wrestler of the desk decade, and that's going to be Diana Perazzo. So uh, we've been talking very highly of her ever since she made her debut with Slammiversary in 2020 in Impact and won the Knockouts Championship. Uh, she has done amazing things, two-time Knockouts Champion. Uh, she's the current Reina de Reina's champion from AAA, and now added to her list the Ring of Honor Women's Champion after she defeated Roxy this past week on Impact. Uh, again, Brother Wade, I want to start off with you, man. You are a women's wrestling guru. Deanna Prazzo is killing it right now, and she is the – I think she's like the top women's wrestler in all of pro wrestling right now. Bones, aren't we smart? Are we smart individuals here I think in so. wrestling? What did we say in 2020? That she was going to be the one, and she is the one. She is the chosen one. And what did we say in 2021? Same thing. <laughs> and it looks <laughs> and it, like we're it, saying it the same thing in 2022. Yep. Nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. She has proven that she's in that upper echelon where if she has the title, it means something. And if she doesn't, it still means something. Right. Deanna Perrazzo has proven a lot of critics wrong who, sh- who shamed her for being a little heavier when she came back after re- not wrestling for a while. Uh, felt she wasn't good enough to cut promos, felt she couldn't handle it in the ring. And she's proven it over and over and over again. She is so versatile from the Texas death match to the match with Roxy last week. This may be, and I said it on our page and I said it on my other podcast page, which I won't mention right now. 2022 is looking like a repeat with the year of the virtuoso. And I am glad to be part of it again. Right. You know, she's someone that's also been very vocal about not being happy with the forbidden door with AEW, allowing the women to go back and forth. She's doing she has her own forbidden door that she has opened up herself, you know, appearances on NWA, AAA, now carrying the Ring of Honor championship. I could see her holding on to that women's championship for Ring of Honor until Ring of Honor returns from their mm-hmm. hiatus in April. Um, Brother Phil, what are your thoughts, man, on, uh, on Deanna right now? Holding mm-hmm. so much gold. And also, uh, what are your thoughts on Roxy? I think she's someone we should all be keeping our eyes on in 2022. So I am not as into and don't follow the Ring of Honor cast uh, as much as you guys. So I will not be able to speak 
that much and that well to Roxy, but I will say in general, again, with ring of honor being on the hiatus, putting the belt on somebody like Deanna Perrazzo is again, another genius idea that gives the, that gives the promotion exposure, even in the lull and the downtime. So, and you know, she is, she is one of undeniably one of the top two or three women's wrestlers in the world right now. And she just keeps killing it. And, um, she's, she's, she's great at what she's been doing guys. That's it. Hands, hands down the, she's going to be the female wrestler of 2022. I could feel there's yes. going to be a lot more gold coming her way this year as well. Uh, let's also say on the quick topic of impact, uh, we touched on it briefly last week with um, Impact Hard to Kill. There was the Ring of Honor invasion with um, OGK, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett, along with Maria Kanellis, PCO, and Vincent all made their presence known on uh, Hard to Kill. But the only person out of that whole group that has officially signed is PCO. PCO has officially signed the contract now with Impact Wrestling. That's exciting for me. I've always been a fan of PCO. I unfortunately have not gotten a chance to see him uh, live enough times. I've always caught clips on YouTube, you know, after the PCO character uh, came to play. And for those of you that don't know, PCO is the pirate. He is the pirate that feuded at Madison Square Garden with Brett the Hitman Hart. Main event. Over a jacket. Over a jacket. Yep. Over a jacket. Jean-Pierre Lafitte, right? That was his name. Jean-Pierre Lafitte was the pirate. Fucking PCO. I love this character. I love this like half man, half machine persona that he has. It's like the Frankenstein monster. And the dude is, he's up there in age. He's got to be. He's 54. He's 54. Dude can still go, and I'm glad that he's that he still has more left in the tank, and he signed again with Impact. Very excited uh, to see more PCO. Uh, moving on, let's go to NXT, guys. Let's talk about the Dusty Rhodes Classic. So we finally got the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, the the brackets for the tag for the tag team tournament announced. I'm actually pulling up the brackets as we speak. So right now the brackets are. We have MSK taking on Jacket Time. These are all the first-round matchups. We have Legado Del Fantasma taking on Malik Blay and Idris Enoff. And then we have the Creed Brothers taking on Briggs and Jensen. And then we have Grizzled Young Veterans taking on Andre Chase and Body Bodie? Bodie? Mm-hmm. Bodie Hayward. Yep. Bodie. Now, Bodie. All right. Now, uh, this week on NXT, we already had the Creed Brothers uh, getting the win over Briggs and Jensen. Yep. Right. Uh, and please refresh my memory, guys. Who? What was the other match that uh, happened? Uh, the Legato Legato match. Legato lost. So Blay and you know are in the semifinals, taking on. Uh, well, they'll be taking on the winner of MSK and Jacket Time. MSK. MSK is going to go to the finals, but uh, quick early predictions. I think we mentioned this in the chat. It's going to go to the Creed brothers. I feel Mm -hmm. like they're really doing something with Diamond Mine now, finally. Yep. Um, But that leads me to my my next question with Diamond Mine. What's going to happen with Roddy Strong? Do you feel like Roddy Strong's contract is coming to an end soon and is he going to be leaving? 
I've heard that. I've heard that Roddy's contract is up very, very soon. Mm-hmm. And this could be the end of Roddy in Diamond Mind. Diamond Mind could still continue to exist. Yep. He just won't be the forefront of it. So what do you so what do you do? You have you have you have them basically turn on him like a pack of dogs? Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> Poor Roddy. Roddy don't work well in groups. I mean, no. well, here's the thing. I don't think Diamond Mine has really been working well as a faction, considering since their incarnation, two of their members have already been released. Uh, Russ Taylor and Hakiman, who they, they did nothing with either. Um, but uh, it's a cool group. You know how you have you, you have Roddy Strong. You have your tag team specialist, the Creed Rose. You have I- Ivy Nile, uh, the female star. So I do like the uh, the format. I should say, I guess, is maybe not the best word, but of the group. You like the build of the faction. You like the, the way the, the faction build of the built. faction. Yeah, I like, the, I like the way it's built. Mm-hmm. But uh, and also, I love Ma- Malcolm Bivens. He's fucking. He's a great manager. Amazing. He's also on the mic. So Amazing. good. Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen his work on the indie scene when he was Stokely Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Hathaway, amazing dude. Love him. I'm so glad he's he brings the art of manager back to pro wrestling, which has been lost for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And he's quite the follow on Twitter. He is great on yes, Twitter. He really is. So uh yeah, I'm curious to see what happens now with Roddy Strong and with Diamond Mine moving forward. Uh, but let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Uh the elephant's name used to be Walter. But uh, now it has been changed to Gunther. Now, look, I know there's um, there's controversy behind it, behind the trademark. Uh, but obviously, after all that hit the headlines, the company did not go through with the full name of Gunther Stark. But Walter officially has a name change. Now, listen, we always talk about how we don't like the WWE does this. You know, with the name changes, Walter is known worldwide as Walter. He wasn't just um, a wrestler from Germany or from Russia that, that, that no one knew. You know, he is known worldwide as Walter. I don't know why they felt like now was the time to change his name. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, if now he's known as Gunther, Gunther was never the NXT, the longest reigning NXT UK champion. No, Mm -mm. you know, Gunther is not, I mean, just look at Walter's track record with, since he's been in NXT, none of that matters now with Gunther. Gunther is someone completely different. It also didn't put on a match of the year with candidate in January with Roderick, Roderick (laughs) Strong. Right. No. Mm -hmm. Or, 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 have the match of the year with Ilya Dragunov two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Just you put all the other stuff aside, right? The 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 tone deafness to the the trademark and all the all the other stuff with it. Just from a another front, Gunther is my but my buddy said to me today. He goes, you know, I really hope they put the two dots over. The you because if not, all I think of is the coffee guy from France. <laughs> oh man, yes. that's it. that's the best way. And 
it he sounds like a sidekick. Yeah. He sounds like a sidekick name now. Yeah. Exactly. He the sounds name. like an 80s movie villain. Mm-hmm. He is. Yes. The, the name is the guy who got not it doesn't sound like the leader of Imperium. He's the guy. He's the guy who John McClane shot to get killed to get the machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it's it's just it's so no. It's just no. You know what this? Okay. You want to do something with giving someone a name change? You do it to Brom Breaker when he hits the peak and he says, "You know what, guys? I'm not Brom Breaker anymore. I'm." I'm fucking Bronson Steiner. I'm Bronson Steiner. Okay. That's 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 what you do something like this to. Not to not to a guy like like Walter. Yeah. I, I really think that the fans are going to rebel and no matter what, they're going to chant Walter. Just like they mm-hmm. always have been for all these years. They're gonna continue yep. the same Walter chants. It's not gonna change to a Gunther chant. Gunther. No, God. it's gonna it's it gonna be Walter. Matter. It's gonna remain right. Walter. We Walter. want Wally. You know now, other people that have had their names changed, like uh, the Viking Raiders and um, Alistair Black came in for as before he was Tommy End. Um, a lot of us hated the name changes, but we learned to eventually deal with it, cope with it, and you know, we began to actually love some of the names. Like I really liked the name Alistair Black yeah, after a while. Me too. And mm-hmm. now, now he goes by Malachi Black. So we still kind of kept a part of that name. Um, I don't know. I don't know how Gunther is going to fit. It's different with Walter. It's different. Again, mm-hmm. taking nothing away from Tommy End, but like Tommy End on the Indies wasn't as well known as a Walter was. Mm-hmm. Tommy End... He's made he made his rounds on the indies, I'm sure. And I think he's actually been in the ring with Walter before. Coincidentally, I mean, who hasn't at this point wrestled Walter at some point? Speaking of that, uh, real quick side topic. There was a match from a live show between Cesaro and Walter from the end of 2021 that if you have not seen it, uh, I believe it's available on YouTube. I'm trying to find it, but I've read reports that that is a fucking match, match of the year candidate that no one gets to see. I, I just picture chops versus uppercuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think oh that's something God. that we have to find. Like that, that, that's a hidden gem. I've seen little Twitter clips here and there mm-hmm. from people who were at the show. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have heard people say, if you thought dragging off and him was hard hitting, you ain't seen nothing yet. I, I, I couldn't even imagine, but yeah, that's a hidden gem. I definitely wouldn't mind trying to check out. Um, so Walter is now Gunther. We'll see how long this lasts or how well this goes over. Uh, I didn't like the way he, like he was Walter the entire night until after he won the match and said, the winner of this match is Gunther. And he threw the mic down. He, but the way he threw that mic down, he looked angry. He's like, "Why the fuck did I just say that? My name isn't Gunther. My name is fucking Walter." Walter. Like, I don't, he didn't even seem like he liked it. Um, but I mean, but we have to know the reasoning behind it. He's a Vince McMahon product. He's not a Vince it's McMahon product if his name is Walter. Right. It's Everything the brand has to have McMahon's thumbprint on it. Yep. Um, 
I do want to mention, uh, throw in one honorable mention. I did appreciate what Dynamite did tonight when they were prepping for the Rapongi Vice versus Young Bucks match on Rampage. Rapongi Vi- Vice is a tag team from New Japan with uh, Trent and Rocky Romero, who are currently both part of the best friends in AEW. Um, I really appreciated the fact that they showed the New Japan footage of them fighting in the past. Uh, I think this is their third third match, or this is their fourth match, I believe, their fourth time facing each other. Mm-hmm. So that little video package got me pumped to see these two teams face off again in AEW. I like that AEW does that. Yes, sir. It was cool to see. And they actually shoot at Brandon Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rocky didn't, but Trent did. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, guys, those are all the things that I had on my list. Uh, what do you guys want to touch on? for our listeners' kayfabe consumption this week that we did not talk about yet? We have not touched on, and it feels like we should because it is, I have enjoyed the little mind games with it. Roman and Seth. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Yes, let, let's talk about that. I really like what's going on with Seth and Roman. I think right now, whatever Roman does is fucking gold. Uh, this is the best Seth Rollins we've seen since 2015 Seth Rollins. And he was in the authority. And I still don't even know what the fuck this Seth Rollins is. Like, what is his character? I just don't. He just he, he he's the drip. Drip That's all God. Yep. Whatever the fuck that means. It means he. Okay. He's still John Morrison's Let me break it down for you. Kayfabe, we know what you do. We know what your job job is. Mm -hmm. But when you step in the room, you take over. And everyone's like, yo, look at how he's doing his thing. He's dripping right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Drip doesn't necessarily have to be the clothes. It's what you do and how you do it. And you do what you do well. Seth comes in wearing some of the most gaudiest outfits of all time. Mm. But you know, when the bell rings, you're going to get quality. People sleep on his outfits. He did a Michael Jackson outfit. And no one's acknowledging this. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. He He knows knows. what he's Mm -hmm. doing. Absolutely. And uh, don't get me wrong. I I ain't mad. I don't know what his character is. I don't need to know. I still love I love this body of work that Rollins is doing and such good shit piggybacking off what Wade said when that fucking bell rings Seth Rollins is still in if I was to give a top five best wrestlers uh, that are currently active he's in my top five right now he's in my top five probably from the, from over the past decade mm-hmm. you should have taken him in your draft <laughs> I know. Well, Somebody let, let, would be on your roster, actually. Let's let's not talk about the draft right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not um, mentioning draft. Yeah, we're not mentioning I got a question right for you guys. I got mm-hmm. a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Who are you rooting for? Because this is one of the rare heel-on-heel bits that is actually working right. Uh, I'm rooting for Rollins. It's I'm not going to happen. Roman. I'm rooting for Roman. Yeah. Let, let's not talk. Let's, I know he's... Slipped up and said something he should have said on air in the promo. What do you say? What did I miss? He dropped an N-bomb in the promo 
and no one caught, and everybody caught it. Mm. Oh, Booker T style? <laughs> kind of. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so he, it's it's okay. So basically, I'm not gonna say how to say it, but he mm. was like, you know, the part where he's like, yeah, you know, you must be living under a rock. I'm on God mode. Da, 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 and then it popped oh. out. And he was like, he had to switch it up real quick. Your son? Like, oh, oh got too, Roman got too swaggy mm-hmm. in the promo. Yeah. He got a little too confident. Right. And he talked to Seth probably like he talks to him backstage. Shit. Oh. But he was, Roman has been cutting some pretty solid stuff on him. He's basically like, you're not even the the main event person in your house, though. Right. Your family. It's like you, you, your your wife <laughs> yeah. is. Your yeah. wife. Yeah. If I wanted, if I wanted to wrestle someone of quality for a big main event, I'd have called your wife. Mm. <sighs> yeah. But then I like how it's like it's like a battle rap thing because mm-hmm. especially if you know dirt on the person. Yeah. You're gonna use it to your best advantage. Even Seth was like. You can't do anything on your own. You have to have somebody with you all the time to hold your hand or to get you through to the next to the next part of your career. You did it with the shield and you're doing it with the bloodline. It's rinse and repeat. You know, you, you mentioned the shield and I do want to throw this out there in the universe. Mm. With this potential forbidden door, I'm not even going to call it the forbidden door, just... The, it's Royal Rumble season. It's just like any other year where you're always going to have surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, we already obviously have one surprise of an active wrestler from another company in the Rumble with Mickey James. Now would be the perfect time. We mentioned Cody Rhodes earlier. Fuck Cody Rhodes. I want to see John Moxley in the Rumble. Dean Ambrose. Give me some Dean Ambrose. Yep. Like, this is the perfect time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Seth and Roman fi- fighting for the title that night. They're all, they're talking about the Shield. They're showing vignettes, you know, with clips of the Shield with Dean Ambrose in the background. So he's he isn't forgotten. But now would be the perfect time to bring him in the Rumble, even if even if he's in the Rumble for a short time. Just seeing him on the same card as Roman and Seth, first time they were all on the same card, and how long? You know, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure they'll have that that statistic handy. If he was to come out, but now would be the perfect time to sh- give me uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose in the Royal Rumble. See, but I feel like with something like that, you can't top the money in the bank. Si- the the money in the bank situation Mm-mm. when you gave all three of them the title on the same night. On the same mm-hmm. night, right? Yeah, you can't top that. You can't top right. that. It, Not, even a triple threat match against each other couldn't top that, right? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, there actually was something else I had to touch on, guys. Really, really, really big, big news. WWE Hall of Famer Brie Bella has announced that she will be on Fox's Real Dirty Dancing. So get prepared for that Real Dirty Dancing on Fox with Hall of Famer Brie Bella. 
figured we'd end off the episode on that note. So, fans, if this is your first time tuning into New Normal, New Normal Wrestling, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the 77th edition of NNW. Uh, if you want to show your support, follow us on social media at New Normal Wrestling on Instagram and at Wrestling Normal on Twitter. Buy our merch at the Fourth Wall Swag Shop at tpublic.com. Follow all of our links in our link tree, which you can find in the description of this episode and in our bio. On behalf of Good Brother Phil, on behalf of Podcast Royalty, Wade Ilson, I'm Johnny Bones. We're New Normal Wrestling, and until next week, I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Gunther. Johnny, I don't know to give a fuck about Brie Bella. <laughs> no, leave that shit in. Don't even turn no. it off. Frame. You might be wondering how I got myself into this position. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, this is scary. John's leaving us with the live recording to do whatever the fuck we want. I know. So Ruby Soho, we're gonna discuss her career. <laughs> uh, the, the the tragedy arc of Ruby Soho. <laughs> yep. You know where her destination is? Destination is? <laughs> on the phone. It's not uh, on the phone. It's mid-card for life. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. I kid. I kid. I kid. She's uh, good. Listen, I've known, I've, known, I've known Johnny Bones for 12 years now, and I legitimately have never seen him as sad as he did when Ruby, seeing Ruby lose in person to Jade Cargo. Man, I, I, I got one. I've never seen the man. <laughs> I've got one for you. I was on the whole Oscar streak needs to end in yep. NXT. Yep. And she had a match with Ember Moon. And it, you know, in Wrestling Head, in your mind, mm-hmm. Oscar's got to go up to the main roster with an L. She has to take the L. Yep. I was so pissed. That Ember Moon took the L. My boy has a photo of it. I am oh, literally wow. sitting there with the pit <laughs> little kid face. Angry Wade. Arms, angry Wade face. I got to find the photo. Ain't that supposed to happen photo. like this? Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. This is the way it's supposed to be, Buck. Yeah. Damn it, Kyle. It's not supposed to end this way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention this. What do you guys think about Andrade and Matt Hardy's partnership? God, why? It's so it's so unnecessary. <laughs> I need they Andrade even to it. find himself. They even named it. TV. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Andrade should have joined the Pinnacle. That's what he should have done. Andrade, Andrade should Andrade should join House of Black. Mm. I want to see Andrade. I want to see more Malachi and Andrade together. Uh, can we just talk about how n- now with Ray Phoenix being gone, how 
the introduction of PAC to the rivalry is yes. growing, how the roots have been planted now, mm-hmm. and how Good. great, how great. And we talked about it in the normies, how great the, the, the vignettes are that AEW does. And this was a perfect display of that. Of yeah. course. Yep. Okay. <laughs> also, don't you love how CM Punk beat Sean Spears? I'm like, eight seconds. seconds. You know perfect. what, though? First of all, that I enjoyed that entire fucking segment. It was yes. so good. Spears' intro was fucking kick-ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, fucking Sean Spears. He's like my, my new fucking favorite wrestler. Just from that fucking intro, he looks so bad that hood on, and he's sitting on the chair with the spotlight. It was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And he gets his ass kicked in like eight seconds. Yes. That was perfect. Reverse, that was reverse exactly yes. that was exactly what CM Punk needed to do in this situation. He doesn't need to go for a fucking no. 10, 12, 13, 14 nope. minute match. I'm gonna pick every crony off one by yeah. one. Fucking and he take told him, he told him, it. you're running out of bodies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And pretty and soon you're gonna face me when you don't want to. Yeah, pretty yeah. soon what Wardlow's gonna turn his back on on uh, MJF. The, after the CM Punk thing, that's gonna be the feud for MJF. It's gonna be him and Wardlow, and Wardlow's gonna be the fucking big. Wardlow and Hook are gonna be the two fucking biggest baby faces in AEW <laughs> before the end of the year. So now is but, Jack Hager? Now is he a victim of circumstance? Who? Jake Hager. Hager. Who? Yeah, who? <laughs> Next Wednesday, AEW Dynamite in Cleveland. Wade Elson, will he or won't he? Uh, okay, here's my thoughts. I've always wanted to share this about it when it comes to him. If he shows up, it'll be funny. If he doesn't have a Twitch stream, if he doesn't have a Twitch stream, he's going to say, Oh guys, something came up. I have to cancel. I'm gonna be like, where you going, Johnny? Yep. You going to Cleveland? Yeah. I have to make an emergency stop home. Home where, Johnny? You live in Florida. Yeah. What happened, Johnny? Yep. Why are you leaving? So, but here's the other theory to that. Jess says she doesn't think he's gonna show up. She thinks we're gonna see him in the rumble. Okay, yeah. no, hold on. Stop treating Rhea Ripley like a fucking punk. There you go. Add that to the fucking B roll. <laughs> straight straight up. Straight up. up. Make him look like an ass clown. <sighs> they should start the women's rumble this year the same way it ended last year with Bianca and Thank Rhea you. as one and two. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 